The Tripodises, my family, are not lucky by nature. Oh, sure, we'll win the occasional pot in the poker game. The spin of a slot machine may sometimes go our way, and every once in a while we'll find five bucks in a pair of jeans after they've gone through the wash. But uh, we don't win lotteries, raffles, have never yelled bingo, never had the joy of screaming out Yahtzee. Why? I can't tell you for sure. Maybe the stars have never aligned. Maybe our karma is lost somewhere in the Bermuda Triangle on a boat that went down. Or maybe some long-forgotten relative did something to someone and permanently sealed our fate with a curse that we have no idea on how to remove until we find some dusty volume of family history that tells us how to do it. Superstitious? Yeah, maybe. But I'll walk under a ladder, and I'll let a black cat cross my path. And I don't freak out on any particular Friday the 13th because I think it's bad luck to give in to any of those ridiculous fallacies. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis, and welcome to Whiskey Business. As you know by now, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey and our guest <laughs> bottle this evening is Blanton's Single Barrel, a nice one, uh, a whiskey that was once for ambassadors, dignitaries, and Colonel Blanton's family. And I'm happy to say that we we have a, what I consider to be a, a dignitary, an ambassador of <laughs> sorts. My guest is what I consider to be the world's most superstitious fan when it comes to at least sports. Maybe there's other things involved within it as well. Uh, my guest is Billy DeMora, who is uh, vocationally-wise the secretary of the Democratic Party here in Ohio? Yes. Okay. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> Maybe we won't. But what we will get into is the fact that you are probably the world's most superstitious fan that I know. So my first question to you, my friend, and you have been my friend for quite some time. My first question is, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, I'm screwed up. I, I, I am. I admit it. But I've been doing it for so long. I've been superstitious for so long, especially for Ohio State football, that I can't stop. I just it won't, I I can't can't mentally stop. Well, let's start with that. Let's start with Ohio State football. Let's start with one of the most spectacular games in recent memory. Yes, the double overtime. I think I it, died three or four times during the game. In yes. the shoe. Yes. Now I know that there's a whole list of of things you do for an Ohio State <clears throat> game, but what did you do from a superstitious nature to ensure the victory on Saturday? Well, I did what I did this Saturday. I've done every Saturday this year and every. Saturday for every home game that I can remember, I I wore the same clothes. I did all of my little idiosyncrasies. I was in the game and with enough time to see the band, and you know I did all my little stuff. I sat I, I sat with the same two people sitting on either side of me that I have all season because uh-huh. I can't let anybody else sit next to me. That's other than that's my two one buddies. of them. That's one of them. Um, I said I wore the same underwear I've been wearing all season, the same socks, same shoes, same. I wear. White shorts when it's warm and gray dockers when it's cold. And I wore my gray dockers because it was cold. Um, and the same shirt, the same jersey I've been wearing all season. And and I have my, you know, I actually have my 
by my class ring and why I was wearing one of my Ohio State watches that I only wear during game days. I have five Ohio State watches. One of them is only for game day. The other four are for during the week. But the one I have just for game day, actually, battery conked out. I had took it to my favorite jeweler, Carioti Jewelers, who fixed my watch. I had to have it back in two days so the battery worked because I had to wear that watch to the football game. So I had to have him fix it last Monday before Thanksgiving started. Otherwise, we were going to lose. So he realized that, and I got it fixed in a day. Um, I just did everything I normally do, and I got to my tailgate spot at quarter five in the morning. And when we won, after a very agonizing, I think I died three or four times during the game. Uh, I think uh, at the end of the game, though, I hugged everybody around me like everybody else. We hugged everybody. We just hugged a communal hug. Secretary of the Democratic Party in the state of Ohio, you say. <laughs> if I had the ability to affect the outcome of elections like can affect the outcome of a Ohio State football game, I'd be much better off in life. <laughs> All right. So we'll come back to that a little bit later. Um, if I recall, isn't there something you do in the fourth quarter if Ohio State is not winning? For away games, if we're losing in the fourth quarter, I leave the stadium and get my bad luck out of the stadium. Never never for home game. Never for home game. Only for away games. Only time I leave home games is if we're up by more than four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, so I go to start drinking. Okay. And that's that's permissible. That's allowed. Oh, if, you're, if we're going to lose a game, we're up by four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, I don't want to be in the stadium because I'll commit suicide. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't want that right, to happen. Right. But on an away game, if the Buckeyes are losing in the fourth quarter, I leave. You have to leave. I have to leave so my bad luck gets out of the stadium. Why do you think you're the bad luck? Because I have a black cloud over me when it happens that way. I believe I have a black cloud over me at away games, and sometimes the black cloud is not as heavy as other days. But sometimes it is, and I have to leave. Otherwise, we won't win. I see. Now, have when did you stumble across this? I mean, were you actually at? An away game and stayed for the whole thing, and the Buckeyes lost. Is yes. that how it all started? Yes. And that's when you determined I had to leave. Yes. That you had to leave. Mm-hmm. You had to leave. Don't you also have something with a with the uh, the program? Oh, I buy a program. I actually have a at home games. One of the guys that sells programs comes up to me and sees me. He got there this week at like eight thirty, and he sold me my program. I've never opened a program in the thirty some years I've been going to football games. You, never owned one of them. Why? Why don't you? Well, open once it got opened and we lost, so it's never been open since. So you opened it one time and the Buckeyes. I didn't. Lo- a friend of mine did. A, a girl that I took to a game once opened a program. She never came back to a game, and the program never opened after that. Wow, you actually take girls to games? The girls actually go to games with you? <laughs> well, last year I took I took my uh, girlfriend at the time last year, and we broke up because of what I do with football games. So they're taboo. No more, no, no more girlfriends at a football game. No. no more girlfriends at a football game. No more women next to me at a football game. It's bad luck. I have one woman who sits... I have four seats. I have like 26 season tickets. So have, for four you, seats, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. You have 26 season tickets. Yes. Why? Because I can't never get enough season tickets because I, I have to take care of everybody. Everyone wants tickets to the game. I have to take care of what I do. One of the, my jobs as Secretary of the Democratic Party is all the people that want tickets, I have to take care of them. Why is it your responsibility? How does that Because I'm the guy that has tickets. Well, you, you weren't always the guy that had tickets. Yeah, I have. Since, I've, since everybody had tickets, I've been having tickets... For you know, twenty years, twenty five years, I've been getting the guy to get everybody. Tickets. So as soon as you got out of Ohio State University, you automatically had twenty five, twenty six no, tickets. No, no, I, no. I, I, I get them from sources and I use them to take care of people <laughs> I need to take care of. Okay, let's dig a little deeper into this. I do want to find out more about what and how Billy Demora has become the superstitious fan that he is. So let's go back to your origins. Where are you from originally? Euclid. Euclid. Cleveland. Robert Smith, Peppy Pearson, 
All from Euclid High School. I went to Euclid High School. You went to Euclid High School. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, born and raised in, 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 the, in the Cleveland area. In Euclid, yes. Now, was your family superstitious? Was your mother or father superstitious? No. My father was captain of the OSU wrestling team in 46, 47, and 48. Mm-hmm. And my mother, who was much younger, that was much younger than my father, went to Bowling Green. But uh, I was always a buck. My first game at Ohio State ever, my father brought me to, was, for, was Archie Griffin's ever first game against North Carolina in 1972. Third game of the season. Archie came in as a freshman and ran for 200 yards and three touchdowns, and that was my first ever Ohio State game, and I knew from that minute on I was going to be a Buckeye the rest of my life. Buckeye the rest of your life. Yes. So your mother wasn't superstitious. Your father wasn't superstitious. You no, they, sit- think, they think my, my mom, late, God rest her soul, thought I was crazy, but realized that she couldn't do anything about it, and my father just still thinks I'm crazy. Siblings? I have a younger brother who has... No, he lives in Los Angeles with his three kids and his wife, and he has no superstitions as far no as I know. No superstitions at all? No. So, maybe... Adopted? Are you adopted? No, I don't think so. I look like my, I look exactly like my father, so I don't think so. There's too, too, too many similarities for me to be adopted. I'm just trying to figure oh, out. I understand. I'm trying to figure out genetically where I got it came the warped from. brain. I got the warped brain. I got the war. I can't help myself. I had something I did. I kept. I got this jersey when I was very young. What jersey? I got an old Ohio State jersey when I was very young. It was an old shirt, kind of. It was when I got it when I was six or seven years old. It went down to my ankles. I got it as a Christmas present because I loved Ohio State. And was and I kept people. I kept getting these Christmas presents that didn't were, were I didn't like. I didn't like clothes, but I got this one Ohio State shirt, and it wasn't supposed to be for me, but it was too big. And I said I want that. I went to Ohio State, and I got it. I wore that jersey for the next thirty years. How many? Thirty. Thirty years. Thirty years until we won the national championship in two thousand two. I ran that from. I got this jersey like in nineteen seventy something. I wore it through with the championship in two thousand two. And how's it fit now? It's been framed because I can't wear it's, it anymore. Because it's falling apart. It's falling apart, not because the, they the won the logo championship it, game. You couldn't read anymore because it was all worn out. But it it fit fine the year we won the last championship, two thousand two. And and then it was it was retired. Retired. It was retired. retired. In honor, yes. So is it just Ohio State, or does it does do the, do the superstitions fall into other sports and other arenas of your life? Well, they used to, but I've I've gotten away from them as I got older. I, I used to be do I used to be more superstitious for the Browns. Back in the days, I had my first season ticket when I was 16 years old. Uh-huh. I was at Red Ride 88. I was, I was at the drives and all these games. And then the Browns just stunk so bad, not even I could lift them out of the doldrums. So this year, actually, I don't have season tickets for the first time in 31 years. I gave up all this stuff on the Browns. I used to be a huge Browns now, fan. Now, don't you feel responsible, the fact that maybe you don't have season tickets for the first time in how many years? 31. And they are what? They're 0-12. and 0-12? They stink. <laughs> Their ownership, as long as they have that hillbilly owner, I'm I'm never going to another game. So they, they stink. They uh, and I not even I can pull them out of the doldrums. I used to be very superstitious for Ohio State basketball when so, I was in college. So you think that you actually have some sort of power, for lack of a better word, some sort of force for Ohio State football? Yes, for I do. Ohio State football, I do absolutely. But you couldn't summon those powers, those strengths, to help the Cleveland. I had Browns. to make a decision who my powers were going to help, and I decided Ohio State football was. You focused. I focused. You focused. I focused. You, did you have anything to do, in your opinion, with uh, the Cavaliers winning a championship? No, because I don't like the NBA. You don't like the NBA. I don't believe in the NBA. The only game I watched all season last year was Game Seven. Okay. And like baseball. Do you have any effect over the Indians? Did I was you, at Game Seven. You were in Game Seven. We lost. Yeah. Is that your fault? Um, no, it's not my fault because it was the rain. The rain came and took away our <laughs> momentum. Well, wait a minute. When you talk about this black cloud that hovers over you. But so. baseball, no, you can't. No, I, I don't home go to enough baseball games to have any. I, mean, I go to every Ohio State home game, and right. I go to most Ohio State away games. Yes, you do. I so know I, this. So I have, 
I have ability to control my destiny when I go at the game. I have no ability to control my destiny for when I play 162 games a season for baseball and then all these playoff tickets. I I, I don't have that ability. Too many games? Too many games. Too many games for you to, to, to keep track yes, of. Yes, too many games. So next year, if the Indians get back to it and get there again and it's a game seven and you have tickets, do you go or do you not go? I go, but I'll go. I, since I'm, I, I probably won't take the same person because I'm no longer with her. Okay, but you don't think... That the fact that you were there for Game Seven and they lost. <laughs> you you got to stop in. bringing women I mean, to these games. You, I don't understand your logic on some of these things. They lost when you were in the, when they yes. with them on Game Seven. Yes. So in theory, the way I'm looking well, at it they is, play the, you couldn't go to Game Seven. If they, if they play get the there Cubs again. again in Game Seven, I won't go. It only it only affects if I there's a Game Seven. Is this written down anywhere in or my is brain? This in it's your all brain. worked in my brain. Yes. So God forbid. I, I, I'm sure you're going to live a long, long life and. Torturous I'm not for many sure. years I, to come. I, 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 my, <laughs> my father's currently 94, so who knows? Well, yeah, your father's 94, so this, so all these things are are they're not written down anywhere. They can't be. They can't be passed along to someone. No, no, no absolutely. They not. will die with you. They will die with me. Absolutely. Don't you find it exhausting? Aren't, don't don't you don't you sometimes get up on a football Saturday and go, oh dear Lord. I've got... It's 4.45 in the morning, I have to go to tailgate? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just approximately, if you do everything, uh, how, how many things do you have to do in the course of a, of a football Saturday? Like 177. 177 different things. Yeah. That counts every article of clothing and the time and... 177... Did you hear yourself? Yes, I do. 177 things. On the course of a regular day in the life of Billy Demore. Are there 177 things that you have to do over the course of a day that happen no. every day? No. So on a football Saturday, 177 things. Yes. You wake up on a football Saturday in your bed at what time? What's, I uh, get up at four. Four. But All my right. clock says seven eleven. It's three and a half hours, three hours, eleven minutes fast. What? Why? Because I have to get up at seven eleven. It's good luck. Seven eleven is craps, as you know. Craps yeah, luckies. I understand. But that. I have to. But I. It used to be I would get to my tailgate. At, at, I'd get up at seven eleven and be my tailgate by eight. But then every year. I have to, it's moving forward because someone tries to take my spot, so I have to get there earlier and earlier and earlier. What do you mean tries to take your spot? I mean, my spot in my garage is my tailgate spot. I have to have that spot. You have to have the same spot. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you can't tailgate in a different spot. No, absolutely not. No. Because my, my, my the TV- The whole only, row of superstitious my, dominoes will fall? Yes, you, my TV, the thing that holds up my TV only fits in one spot in the world. The thing that holds up my uh, satellite dish only fits in one spot in the world. You have a satellite dish at your tailgate? Yes, I have my own porta potty at tailgates. You have, you have a, your own porta potty <laughs> at your tailgates. Absolutely, yes. Why? Because- if you saw the lines this week, 65 deep by 10 in the morning, my people get to go, my tailgate and myself. My people? My people, my tailgate Your tribe? People, my tribe, my tailgate people. I have a key, and they go down to my restroom with my name on it, and they use the key, and they go in, and they lock it up back. Even if nobody wants to give them money or use it, then no one's allowed to use it but my, my, my people. I see. So it's just for convenience. It's not part of the superstitious ritual that we well, have Well, I've get. had one now for so long that I has to be, if I don't get a porta potty, we would lose the game. You got to be kidding me! No, if you don't have a porta potty at your tailgate game. for a yes. home game, yes, you'll lose. Absolutely. Is absolutely. it the same porta potty? No, I think it's a different one. It's oh, from the same company. Well, how do you know it's not the what the, what's going on? I with have that? to lock it up by noon on Friday. Put the lock on. I go and drive. Put the lock on it by noontime on Friday, so it's locked up so that the kids can't use it on Friday and dirty it up. And then it's my porta potty for this for the game, and I have my own key and it has a sign on it. For use of build a more private party, uh-huh. and my friends use the porta potty for my tailgate. Okay. What's the very first thing you do when you get up on a football Saturday? The very first thing. What's number one out of the one hundred and seven? I have to get up in the morning, and I, I, I never the alarm never goes off. I, I just can't sleep, so I'm always up. 
So I finally decide, screw the alarm, I'm getting up. It's usually like, my clock will say like 6.30, even though it's, that means 3.15. And then <laughs> I get up, and I go downstairs, and I do Script Ohio in my living room. What? I do Script Ohio. By yourself? By myself. <laughs> and I dot the eye by myself, and I tip like the band. I, I, I bow like the band guy does, and I swirl around, and I bow the other side of my house all by myself. All by yourself. Of course. Now, nobody... I don't, anybody, I have guests over all the time, but I never allow them to come down and see that. That's, not, that's one of the things they have to swear secretly. They'll never come down and see me do script or how. Why? Do you do it badly? No, but it's one of those things I can't have anybody see. It's bad luck. Did somebody actually see you do it? Yes, once? and we lost. And we lost. Okay, yes. all right. So there's got to, I'm trying to figure out what the reasoning is, how you check things off that if say, so, okay, it has to go this way now because this happened. That's right. And so forth and so on. Yes. I see. How did that tradition start? I started doing it in college because I'm crazy. And when no one watched me, we'd win. And if someone actually saw me, we'd lose. And so I told people they couldn't watch me anymore. And, and it, that's, that's what happened. I mean, all this stuff evolves over time. I mean, if, like I said, if someone, I never looked at my program because I never had the time. I got a program as I walked in, I stuck it in my seat cushion and I would, start, I would sit on it and watch the game. And then one time someone opened it and we lost. And so I said, you never opened another program right. again. So I didn't do that. And I took a girl to a game once and they lost. So that girl was never coming back. And I decided no women that could girl's come back. out. No, I, let, 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 that girl was out, and then every other woman subsequently been out. And then, but then recently, <laughs> what I tried to do several years ago was bring my girlfriend at the time to a game I knew we win by seventy points, so I could get rid of that superstition. I tried, I tried. You tried to, to manipulate the fates. Tried the fates, and yes. of course, we won when we won a game. You know, the year when that's championship, we won a game seventy-six to three back in two thousand two. And I said, okay, I bring a girl to this game because we're not going to lose this team, and we won by seventy points, and so. I would try to bring her to other games, but I just couldn't do it. I mean, I'd invite her, but I, I, I just, no. I can only, I have a group of like, there are five people I can sit by at a game. And those five people, one way or another, those are the people that sit next to me every every game that I'm at, home or away. What if they're not available? Oh, some of them are always available. They have to be, because it's a home game. Oh, Who so you have a roster of people. I have, a, I have like five people I can sit next to at a game that, they're, that are allowed to sit ne- directly next to me on one side or the other. And if... Just by just 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 humor me for a second. If those if none of those people were available for some reason, what would you do? Leave the seats empty, yes. or or fill them with other people? I don't know. I, I, I hadn't come to that. It hasn't yet. come to that point yet. Yes. Oh well, God forbid. I hope that never happens to you. It won't. Because my yeah. friends, why would you want to miss a home game? What else would you want to do on a Saturday? I I I don't know. I probably have a huge list. <laughs> <laughs> Let's visit the Blantons for a second because I need to. The pod. You like the Blantons? Very smooth. I love Blantons. Yes. You like the single barrel Blantons? Yes. Um, it's a nice blend. I love the horse. I'm into horse racing. I know you it's are. It's got the jockey and the horse on top of it, and you know, I go to Lexington. I go to Lexington for Keeneland every year. I go to the Derby every year. This will be my 30, 2017, my 32nd year at the Derby consecutively. Which I'm supposed to go to the Derby with you one of these years. That's not ne- what this that's, year you're going with me. That's always been on on. Because I, I probably will not have a girlfriend, and so you go with me to the Derby this year. I've got a hotel room already booked. Uh-huh. I got tickets, and we'll go to the Derby. It is, if no one's ever, if you've been to the Derby before, it is the single best day of your life. It is? Yes. Okay. Just, I, I, I thought I've just, had that already, but apparently I haven't. With 150,000 people, uh-huh. 60% of which are good-looking women wearing scantily clad outfits. <laughs> I mean, why would you not be, and, and, and you got gambling, and you got horses. I like to gamble. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's I mean. When they sing my own Kentucky home, I get goosebumps every year. Do you really? Absolutely, every year. More goosebumps than, say, uh, Not Carmen, uh, Carmen Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Nothing's more good than Carmen Ohio, no. Okay, just no. checking. No, no, Just no. checking. No. 
Uh, but you do like the Blantons. I like it's the Blantons. A, it's a nice blend of uh, corn, rye, malted barley. So uh, this one is particular. This particular bottle is ninety-three proof. Um, it's which aged, is a little lighter than I normally yeah, drink. Yeah, a little lighter. It's okay. Uh, aged uh, nine years, mm-hmm. and we all know it. Uh, as I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but for those of you listening, um, Buffalo Trace comes from the home of Buffalo Trace with other fine bourbons out of that particular distillery. Yes, and um, I, I don't know how's your how's your How's your? I, I know you love wine. I know you have a good nose for wine. Only a, Italian wine or Oregon Pinot, yes. Yeah, and a good palate for the wine. But how is it when it comes to bourbons? Do you do you pick up uh, anything when you when you when you smell a bourbon? Do you do you have a a palate for the finish? Sometimes I I have a palate for the finish, and the smoothest bourbon ever is Pappy Pappy Twenty Year. It's the smoothest thing I've ever had in my life, and there's nothing will ever compare to Twenty Year Pappy. If I'm I might argue that point, but. It's well, good. It's good. It's the best. I've never had anything better. Okay. What What have you had better than twenty year Pappy Van Winkle? I had some uh, over the uh, Thanksgiving weekend Bourbon Palooza with my family. That uh, what did you have? I actually had a Blanton's that is only available in Europe, and it was. Uh, I've never pr- had it. So pretty I know amazing. It. I understand that. I understand it. But there's, I think there are, there are some whiskeys that are, are comparable to Pappy, but Pappy is so. Iconic. It's over. It's overblown, and people, all the yuppies and all the millennials, think they gotta have Peppy. I mean, my, one of my bars I go to in the short north, Mouton, every once in a while, every every year or so, would get a bottle of Peppy Van Winkle, and all the preppy little millennials <laughs> would order Manhattan with Peppy Van Winkle, and the bartender refused to serve him. Uh, good for him. He says, "I'm not mixing Peppy Van Winkle. I don't care how much you try to pay me, because I'm not putting Peppy Van Winkle in anything over, but maybe one cube of ice." Maybe. And maybe. We'll and we're it. drinking our Blanton's neat tonight. Of course. Because that is one of the best ways to drink it. You can uh, use it for ice. And it's also, it is used in some premium cocktails. I know some people uh, around the, the derby season will will make a mint julep with this. With Blanton's? With Blanton's, Why yes. would you make a mint I mean, I'm just saying, Maker's Mark and Blanton's, I've seen Blanton's made. Maker's Mark, actually Woodford Reserve, is, I think is the official bourbon is, of the Kentucky yeah. Derby. Or Maker's Mark, it's Woodford Reserve now. I have a nice um, Kentucky Derby bottle of Woodford Reserve at home. Back to my conversation. What's out as far as superstitions? What's What's been eliminated over the course of your life? Well, I used to, back in the day, I have to have three Pepsis and two Bratwurst before every game. <laughs> okay. But I got rid of those because I stopped drinking pop altogether. Uh-huh. And when I was losing weight, Bratwurst is not the thing to lose weight. So I got rid of the Bratwurst and Pepsis before every game. I just... I stopped it for a game. We were going to win by 70 points, and so I didn't do it, and so we won, and so I could get rid of that for the rest of the season. Now, if, if that wouldn't have happened, if they would have lost? I would have you, had three Pepsis and two Bratwurst can't, can't, until so, I could have gotten rid of it. So that. it takes something, in order for something to be removed off the list, certain things have to fall into place. Correct, yes. Yeah, all right, so three Pepsis and two Bratwurst, that's out. Probably will add to your longevity in the in the big picture. What else? Um... I really haven't gotten rid of a lot. I mean, obviously, my shirt that we won the championship in 2002 has been retired. That's retired. That's different. It's not got, out. It's I, retired. I have another jersey. It's, an, it's, an old, it's, a, it's a 45 Archie Griffin jersey that my friend gave me as his wedding gift to me because I was in his wedding uh-huh. that I've been wearing since I retired the one jersey. Right. Now, even though that won the championship a couple years ago, I haven't retired that yet because I still think it's got a couple more championships in it. Like this one coming up. I'm hoping. Yes. Are you happy that we're not in the Big Ten Championship Part game? Part of me is happy because I don't want to play Wisconsin because emotionally it's tough after last week to get up for another game. And it was a bruising game, and it would be tough to get up for it. But a part of me remembers the last time we played Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game, 
was the greatest game Ohio State ever played in my lifetime. I was not. I, I was alive in 1968 when they beat the team up north 50 to seven. But I was not at the game as a two year old. Um, but the Big Ten championship game two years ago against Wisconsin, 59 nothing, was the single best game I've ever seen us play from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a complete domination. And I was in the 50 yard line. I was on. A, I was in a, a suite on the 50 yard line. Eating as much as I want and drinking as much as I want and pacing and no one got notes to me because everybody thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. So it was it was an unbelievable experience. And so I may miss that because I was going to finagle my way back on the same suite if we were playing there this week. What happened at Penn State? Were you there? No, I, I will never go back there again because those fans are assholes. <laughs> so you don't think that had anything to do with the loss? You not being present? I have no. I've not gone to Penn State in a long, long time. We've been. We've won there without me being there. We've lost there without me being there. So I it doesn't factor go, in. I will. I if I'm not there, I can't control what happens. If I'm not there, I only control the games that I'm at. You really think you can control games? Yes, of course I can. You really believe this? I do. I you, believe it. you believe that you. I, I keep going back to that, but you, yes. you in your heart, in my heart, I believe I believe yeah. that you have some control over it. I do. Yes. So, do you think that you were instrumental in the in the Buckeye victory this past weekend? Of course I was. You were, of course. Because I did so everything what, right. Why? Why did you? And we got close. I kissed my ring seven times. Seven times. Lucky seven. Lucky seven. Yeah. Wow. So if you are in control of the Buckeyes' fate, why did you let it go to double overtime? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Our field goal kicker did. If we'd have kicked on those other field goals, we'd have won that game. I mean, listen, we wanted a classic. We got a classic. We wanted little Jimmy Harbaugh to be disappointed, and everything worked out to our advantage. <laughs> little Jimmy Harbaugh. <laughs> little Jimmy Harbaugh. All right. I'm surprised you even mentioned his, his name. Well, because I said little Jimmy before it. <laughs> We've touched upon uh, a little bit how your superstitious nature has uh, affected your relationships, or at least when you brought those relationships into your games. But the way you are, which is, let's be honest, you self-admit it, that you're a little... Nuts, crazy. a little nuts, crazy. Yes, I, I agree. All right. But, um, but you have a very important job. Yes. A very important job. Secretary... Of the Democratic Party here in the state of Ohio, ran several campaigns. As you run successfully. You've run several campaigns. Yes. Um, you mentioned on the onset that you wish that your superstitious powers had some sway over elections, and I don't want to talk politics so much as I just want to talk how the way you are uh, plays into your uh, everyday life as far as a job. Well, I only wear Ohio State clothes. Every day of my life, I wear. At least two items say Ohio State on them. At least, uh, my, my shirt will always be Ohio State, and my watch will always be Ohio State, and my necklace, of course. I'm not changing that. I always wear at least two things to say Ohio State on them. Ohio State. Every day. Every day of my life, except days after we lose football games. Then for I have a three-day mourning period. So after Penn State, <laughs> I didn't wear anything that said Ohio State on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. That was a mourning period. All right, let me ask. stop right there for a second. When you're going through your mourning period, and when, when I imagine when we mourn, over whatever the case might be, a game, a loved one, we are distracted from what we have going on on a daily basis. So well, I can't be mourn, distracted. When you mourn, are you distracted from your job? No, I can't be because my job's too important. But people know you're mourning. Of course, I'm not wearing high state clothes. You everybody don't, knows that. Everybody knows that. If I don't wear high state clothes, people notice it because I always wear high state clothes. Uh-huh. Every jacket I own, um, I mean, I have, I have 12 short sleeve polo shirts. I have 20 sweatshirts. I have... Five sweaters. I have, I have a jacket. I have like sixteen 
outerwear, everything from the windbreaker to a heavy winter coat. Uh-huh. I have three pairs of Ohio State gloves. I have three. I have. I buy a new ball cap every season, and that wear it only for that season. I buy, so I have thirty-five ball caps. I have winter caps. I have everything. A scarf. I have it all. Umbrella. I have it all. Everything. I have it all. But if if, if I'm if I come into the office and I have nothing that's wearing scarlet and gray, I have, no, I have none of it on. You know, I'm in the morning, and everybody realizes, oh my God, Bill's not wearing Ohio State clothing. Do people stay away from you? Of course they do. They do? Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't get in the way of how you do your job. No, because I have to do my job, and uh-huh. I'm good at my job, and and I, I can't let it affect. The only reason I get to do all the stuff I do for Ohio State is because I have a job that I make money for, and I get to go to all the away games and everything else. And I get my tickets because of people I know from the work I do. Right. So I can't, let, I can't let that slip because it would affect my relationship with Ohio State football. Okay. So vocationally... With the superstitions, you're sound. Everything's good. Yeah, everything's good. No problems. Yeah, so I mean, on the day after a game, on Sunday after the game, I don't do anything. I lay in the house depressed. So if they lose. If they lose. If they lose. Yeah. Yeah. But on a Sunday, well, all right, if they lose on a Saturday, because I know you like professional football, and I, and I know you've got how many TVs at your house? I have three in the living room, eight upstairs. <laughs> all right, three in the living room, eight upstairs. <laughs> why? Why? Well, do I even want to know why eight upstairs? Because I, I I don't want to get I never get rid of a TV. I always I recycle them. They're upstairs in my Buckeye room, my Scarlet and Gray room upstairs. Uh-huh. Where when I have guests for Ohio State home games, I have a futon and two air mattresses, and so I have eight TVs. So, I mean, when I have to, I can watch eight games at once. If you have to, if I have to, have there been eight games on at once for you? Oh yeah, there's always there's eight games on every every Saturday. Yeah. Oh. If Ohio State actually wouldn't play a game. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would probably watch eight games. Yeah, so when Ohio State has a bye week, you're you're still, except during election years, because I'm too busy working. Yeah, too busy working. Once again, it doesn't get in the way of your vocation, right? But it has gotten in the way of relationships. Several, yes. Several, yes. Let's. Uh, what's the? Uh, what? What's? Go back to your childhood in Cleveland. What's? Uh, how old were? How old were you when you had your first girlfriend? Oh, I didn't have a. I mean, I I had to beg and. I had to beg women to go with me to prom and stuff like that. Uh huh. What was the first relationship that went down the tubes because of your superstition? Oh, in college, because yeah. I always had tickets to the games, and I could never take. I, I, I took a girlfriend once, and we lost. And I, I vowed I'd never take a girlfriend again, and so I never did. One of the few things I have that women actually find attractive is I have Ohio State tickets, but I can't take them to the games because it's bad luck. I took a girl with a Michigan doesn't game. That, doesn't it seem like quite, uh, the, the, quite the emotional quandary? You 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 say. One of the attractive qualities is the fact that you have tickets to the Ohio State games, and yet the thing that 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 props you up is also the thing that brings you down. That's why I try to find reasons. I try to take them to a game that we're going to win by 60, 70 points so I can actually bring them to the other games that season. But then eventually we lose. Like one woman I took to a team up north game several years ago was freezing cold, and we lost. Another woman whom... Uh, back in the day, I mean, she lived in D.C. She came in for a weekend. I took her to an Illinois game. A guy named Eddie George was a freshman. He fumbled twice on the goal line. We lost. It was into that one. She, she was it was done. I blamed her for the loss, so she were done. We were done. I never. I, I mean, okay. So aside from those moments where you blame the woman for the loss, or you think that the woman was the cause, uh, she was for the for the reason. Were these up to that point? Were these exceptional women that you that you could have considered a long term relationship I'm with? Not that, sure maybe, I'm, that maybe that maybe 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 you thought you found 
that mythical creature the one and could have settled down? <laughs> I mean, is 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 in your opinion? Because I know you just turned fifty years of age. Yes, I missed your fiftieth birthday. Um, but um, I got about a happy Van Winkle for my fiftieth birthday. I, birthday. Well, yes. Congratulations! Yes. I'm very happy for you. Well I got I like thirteen other bottles of bourbon and several items of Ohio State clothing and knickknacks and everything else because I'm easy guy to shop for. Italian wine, bourbon, or something that says Ohio State on it. So uh, is she out there? Is is the perfect Billy Demora woman out there? What would it I take? Don't know. I don't know. Given, I, I, given I, I, your superstitious nature, what would it take? What's 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 listen, that woman consist of? I'm not so sure I ever want to be married. I'm not so sure I'm capable of being married. I'm, I, I mean, listen, I'm because a, of the superstitions. No, no, because of who I am. Because of who you are, how not who you are, or how you are. Both. How I am. Maybe how I am. Yes. I mean, let's go with how. Let's go how. Because who you are yeah, as I, a friend. That's how I am. Yes. You're. I, I'm I, a great friend. I, you're I admit a to terrific be, friend. I'm a great friend. I would give. Any friend of mine, I would do anything they would for any of them. Without question. But I'm not so sure I want to give up half of my house or half of my life. To, I'm, just not, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not there. And Is there so much that you're, what, you, why, you're, you're, you say you're giving it up. Why, maybe, can't you share it? Doesn't that, doesn't that work? But see, what makes me good at my job makes me bad at relationships. What makes you good at your job? Doing whatever it takes to get the job done. And why is that bad in a relationship? Why can't you apply that same theory to a relationship? Because doing whatever it takes to make it a good like, relationship. I, I get in arguments, and I Over go for what? the kill. I mean, in politics. I mean, I get in arguments with people, and I go for the kill. I understand. That's a that's a that's a cutthroat business. That's right. And I totally get that. When you do that to your girlfriend, it doesn't go over well. Can't you modify it? It's tough for me to modify. Can't you? Can't you when I get in an argument, it's, it's me against the world, and I go for the I go for the jugular. I, I'm not guy. I don't. I don't. I don't. Pussyfoot around. I go for the kill. I, 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 my job is to kill. Just Step to be very passionate in a relationship about how you feel can be a very positive thing. If you can, I, I don't know, maybe harness it somehow and funnel been, I, it. I've into, never been able to do that. Yes, that's correct. If I could, I would. Maybe. I don't know. Listen, the latest ex-girlfriend who was a great woman. I mean, she's awesome. And I'm a fool for not grading her anymore. I realize that. But it just didn't work out. So how do you handle that loss? You know, you talk about how you handle. Well, luckily, we beat, football we beat the team up north this weekend, so I'm over it. Yes. <laughs> how I mean, do you handle a romantic loss? I drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to whiskey business. So, is there any part of you you mentioned earlier that you never wanted to see anybody see you do Script Ohio on a Saturday, but and. And be, be, be honest. Very few people awake at 4.30 in the morning. I understand that. But if you found the right woman and she embraced all of your craziness, all your I would have to be determined. It'll be, it would be a step-by-step <laughs> determination whether they would be par- able to participate in all this step stuff. Step one? Well, step one, first of all, was, I mean, I have to take them to a game. We're going to beat Miami of Ohio by 70 points. I'm not going to take them. Their first game is not going to be the team up north or Wisconsin or Penn State or Nebraska or Oklahoma next year. That's not be the first game because those games are all in doubt. So all the right. first game next year will be UNLV. Right. We're going to win that game by seventy. Right. So they pass that first test. Step two: the perfect woman. <sighs> Listen, I'm not so sure anybody is perfect for me. I, I, you I don't mentioned know. that, but let's just just humor me. If if it were possible, if step it were possible. Two. She she makes it to the first game. Now what else? What else does she do or doesn't do that that puts well, her? Well, I mean, for instance, 
I used to not be able to sleep with a woman the night before a game because we lost. So I slept with a woman before the Texas game. We you're lost. Not, you're not a boxer. That's <laughs> an unboxing thing. <laughs> but, uh, but, Don't have sex before a fight. But, I mean, but you I, need your legs. I didn't what have, is wrong with because you? I didn't have sex before a football game ever. And then at the Texas game, this woman at the time, she called and said, "I'm coming over for sex." And I said, "Okay." And she was hot and. We had sex all night, and I got up at, at literally at, at four in the morning, four thirty in the morning. I said, "And this is a night game. Texas was a night game, mind you." And I said, four thirty in the morning." I said, "I got up, took a shower." I said, "Where are you going?" I said, "I have to go tailgate." She's she's lying there naked, and I said, "I'm going to tailgate." I took a shower, and I'm going. To, I have to. I'm going downstairs. I'm going to do my. I didn't tell what I was doing because I'm going to get up. <laughs> I said, I'm going to, "I have to go downstairs. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to the football game." She says, "It's it's four thirty in the morning." I said, "Yeah, I know. I have to be there by at the time. I had to be there by six. Uh huh. It's five now, but I'd be there at six by that time. At that time, and she says, "Are you crazy?" I said, "Yes, I am crazy." <laughs> and I said, "I, I told her, I said, we're, we're going to lose this game because I had sex with you last night, and and we lost." <laughs> oh my god! So now, still, no. I mean, no. Oh, okay, because, uh, because that happened. I, because it happened in a game I knew we were going to win. And so basically, what you're telling me is, in respects to this particular story, you're crazy, but you're not insane. <laughs> I want to find a way to be with a woman the night before and the day of the game. Trust me, it's not any fun when you can't take the person you're with to an Ohio State football game. I agree. But last year we broke up at a football game, so I was not going to take her to another one. <laughs> okay, so you get past that. Let's uh, if we had like we were, if we're going for the top three that makes the the perfect woman for Billy Demora. What's the final third thing? Well, I mean, she has to be a Democrat. I'm not going to date a Republican. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've dated Republicans in the past, and they're nice people, the ones I've dated, but I understand. I couldn't do it. You meet the perfect woman. She understands you. She accepts you. That's impossible. A, a, okay. Once again, in a fantasy world here, she knows you. She understands you. She accepts you. She, she gets every crazy little thing you do. Maybe she even finds it endearing. Maybe she finds it adorable. Maybe she's just as fanatic of a fan as you are. Maybe she has just as many superstitious things as you do. You are soulmates on the superstitious chart of craziness. You have finally met and connected. And one thing, she's a Michigan fan. Never. Come on! No, no. You no. have you make beautiful. You have, you I have don't great care. sex together. You, you saw you the get ES- along on every. You, you like saw the, same the ESPN movies. commercial. You, like the same foods. you saw the ESPN you commercials like the about same that stuff. No. Everything about you two no is this is 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 in perfect harmony, except that one thing. And she, and, and let me add another. Let me, no. She goes and while the season's going on, she actually says, "Go Bucks!" You know, go. I want your team to win. And she she supports she she supports your 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 Buckeye loyalty. But when it comes to that one game, she goes back to being a Michigan. She's perfect, Billy. Perfect on every <laughs> other level of no. the spectrum. No, but she's a Michigan fan. No, you're telling me you would let that woman go? Probably yes. Wow. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what makes Billy DeMora the world's most superstitious fan that I have ever, ever known. My friend, I, I, I don't know where to go after that. Uh, cheers to you, and best of luck in all your endeavors. I am proud and, uh, and, and pleased to call you my friend. You delight me on so many different levels, and every time we talk... Which, that's what I find the most amazing is that every time we talk, I find out a little bit more about you <laughs> that just adds to the it, it's it's like a 
it's like a it's like a painting that I never finish when it comes to you. I'm always adding a little something to it because there's always something more uh, to add. And I think that makes you a very unique and special individual. And I sincerely hope that she's out there because um, you're a great guy. And if, if, if any woman out there can get past all this other insanity and apparently be a, a Buckeye fan and a Democrat, <laughs> let's add that to the list, uh, there's a great guy on the other end of this microphone that you need to meet. Thank you, buddy. Well, thank you, Dino. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Let me say this as I conclude my thanks to producer Greg Hansberry, as always, and tell you that Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions uh, stated here this evening are mine and my reluctant guests that are not meant to be taken too seriously are only here for your amusement and enjoyment. And if you do take them too seriously, well, you need to relax a little bit. So, my friends, until the next bottle... See ya. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.